Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, hi, welcome to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and I certainly thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. All of you who listen to us every single week, we appreciate you so much. This is the place where you get empowerment, encouragement, and exposure to some of the great thoughts, great minds, great visionaries who can help take you to the next level. You know, Next Level Leaders is committed to consistently empowering you and allowing you to get some strategies that we believe can help you manifest the vision uh, that is placed inside of you. Thank all of you for your continued support. And certainly we appreciate you sharing this podcast with all of your friends. Have them subscribe. We appreciate you as we have a mission here. And that is to empower as many visionaries, many creatives as possible so that all of what we imagine can come to fruition. Today, I want to talk about something that I believe is going to be a tremendous, tremendous blessing to you. I'm going to talk about the challenges of change. You know, when you think about change, it is one of the things that is very difficult for many people to process. It is an interesting thing that often people embrace change as long as change does not involve them. We oftentimes know a thing needs to change, but it takes a certain level of courage, intentionality to confront it to assess it, and to actually do what is necessary to make the necessary changes for the better. You know, what I've discovered about change in organizations and change in life is that they're very similar. Change brings about a great deal of anxiety. When organizations begin to change, one of the things that I've discovered, and I've written about this on numerous occasions, is that oftentimes people are grasping for significance. People are struggling with change. I remember early on when Mount Zion began to change, there was a lot of resistance. And I misinterpreted that resistance as people blatantly not believing in my leadership, people who were just not in tune to God. It was only when I discovered that people were grieving the loss of the churches they once knew it, that I was able to actually reset my expectations and actually take this change seriously in terms of how it was impacting people. You see, whenever change occurs in institutions or even in our own lives, it brings a level of anxiety. If you think about it for a moment, every day you wake up, you're changing. Those of you who are listening right now, you can think about how people dye their hair because they want to keep it black versus letting it get gray. Think about how people, you know, begin to change their wardrobe in order to try to stay young or we do this or that because change brings about anxiety. It puts a lot in perspective about our mortality. And that causes many of us to wonder whether or not we still are significant or we have value. I think what's important now is to accept the inevitable, that things do change. They change with or without us. And we must have the kind of spirit about it that we're able to kind of reimagine what our lives look like in the midst of change. Right now, as we face this pandemic and we're working through it, We're seeing the entire world change. We're having to think about how sports has changed. 
from people in the stands to now no one in the stands. We're seeing how education now, there's a lot of anxiety around going back to school and how schools will change and how, what kind of anxiety that brings people. You see anxiety is real. Anxiety, if not managed properly, becomes stress. Stress can lead to a variety of other health issues, which means that change should not kill you. But change should create within you a sense of reflection and opportunity for you to develop a strategy to be able to be effective in the midst of change. See, the challenge of change is that either you embrace the change and you become constructive with the change, or the change just runs over you. I believe, people of God, that it is so important that as we continue to think about our businesses or our lives or our relationships, that we have to accept the fact that change is an inevitability. It is something that there's nothing we can do about it. Things do change. And when they change, remember carefully, they bring a level of anxiety with them. But not only that, I think it's also important for us to realize that when things change, it creates opportunities for us. Like how do we use our ingenuity in order to be able to carve out new spaces in the place of change? Some of the greatest companies, some of the greatest ideas of birth when things are shifting and changing, which means that we have to be innovative enough to forethink, to foresee, you know, to be on the cutting edge, to say, I cannot live in my right now, but I must imagine my not yet. Right now, there are people who are imagining, you know, technology and thinking about ways to make the world more efficient. And rather than lament about what has been, you have to begin now to start being creative and thinking about how do I solve problems in the earth? How do I do that and monetize that as a leader? How do I make myself essential in the midst of a change? Because there are people right now who have to really think through the fact that maybe people looking at what you do is no longer essential. And that's why jobs are changing and shifting. And that's why corporations are looking at downsizing because what was considered essential may not be essential after this pandemic. What you have to do now is consistently make yourself every single day essential, necessary, which means there may be some redaction in how you do what you do. There may be some revisiting of the passion and desires and drives that are in you. And maybe now is the time that the vision that's placed inside of you has to come to fruition. Maybe this is the time in which you absolutely must come to the forefront and say, for such a time as this, it's now time for me to start this business, for me to write this book, for me to put this thing together that I've been thinking through and talking about. You see, it's a great opportunity. So you cannot allow it to be your opposition. It's an opportunity for all that is within you to come to fruition, right? Change brings anxiety. It is normal. It is absolutely known that whenever things change, people wrestle with their significance, their value to the institution. But also, change has to stimulate in you a sense of creativity as you view it as not so much opposition to you, but an opportunity to get better, to be more you know, innovative, to use your ingenuity, to create, to impact culture, to impact the business sector, to impact the kingdom in ways in which you never would have imagined. I want to talk about you know, how to shift your ethos, your mindset, because often when you think about this, there's a scripture that says, you know, behold, I do a new thing, right? But it, before it says that, it says something about Remember not the former things, not the things of old. Behold, I do a new things, and it shall spring forth. There is a sense 
that whenever we are shifting into a new season, a new dispensation, a new chapter, that we have to divest ourselves of any kind of attachment to what was. I'm not suggesting that there is a, uh, you, you are blatantly ignoring your history. No, that would be foolish. We, we need our history in order to reach destiny. I'm saying that you cannot stay in a place of lamentation that you cannot move forward because you are consistently tarnished and bitter and cynical about what has happened in the past that you can't embrace what's coming. See, this is what it means to be histrionic, right? You, you're constantly living in what was and you can never move forward because you're, you're fearful, you're, 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 your cadence is hindered by, you know, doubt, uh, suspicion. So rather than thrust forward with everything you have, every gift, all the passion, you are, you are hesitant for fear of being disappointed, for fear of being hurt or for fear of being rejected, all because of what happened then, which means you're not giving the future the kind of attention that it needs. You see, in order to be effective in this season and in embracing change and challenge, you're going to have to make certain that you put all in. You're going to have to do what the apostle says, forgetting those things which are behind me. I, I press toward, I push everything I have is it's literally focused in, all of my energy is focused and zoned in on this new thing that is happening in my life. You see, that's what this is about. You can never really embrace, right, the new blessing, the new thing that God is trying to do in your life if you're constantly lamenting about how bad things were in your past. I think that's what makes this so amazing, right? That's what makes change so amazing. It causes us to reimagine what's possible for us. And oftentimes we begin to lament about what we lost, but we don't really think about all the amazing things that we're about to gain. There's so much coming in your life. There's so many great opportunities, so many new connections, so many positive relationships, so many things that I think are going to enhance your life. You have to be willing to accept that and say, wait a minute, I don't want to miss this season. I want to walk in this. I want to make sure that my life is not lived histrionically in the past, but that I'm able to embrace the future. One of the challenges of the children of Israel was not just getting them out of Egypt, right? That was the easy part, right? Getting them out of Egypt physically was the easy part. The challenge was getting the Egypt out of them. It's a certain ethos, a certain way of existing, a certain level of expectation that is rooted in what was in a place of oppression, in a place that is beneath the standard in which God has in my life that I cannot fully comprehend or even think that what God wants to do in the future is even for me. So you never can even imagine yourself, you know, walking into this season where you can make six figures or seven figures or you don't even envision that because you're still weighted down by the trauma of your past. This is why it's important now to not lament, not be stuck in what was, but to absolutely imagine where you're going. And that's why I think mentorship is important because I think when you think about mentorship, mentorship helps push me and toward what is possible and it also creates a level of exposure. You know, vision for a moment is, is really about exposure. Vision is what we see, right? It's, it's when you are exposed to different ways of seeing the world, different ways of seeing what you have always done, being outside of your zip code says that the world is much bigger than what you've ever imagined. And oftentimes you can be either the biggest fish in the fish tank or the biggest fish in the sea. It all depends on what you want to be. See, there are some people that are just content, content with just being the biggest fish in the fish tank. But I realize it, man, that there's a whole ocean out there. And so therefore you gloat and you think I'm the biggest person in my neighborhood. I'm the biggest person, you know, I grew up with. And 
But the world is so much larger until you meet the whale, until that big goldfish meets the whale and realizes, whoa, there's so much more, right? So you have to get out and explore and you have to realize and connect with different people in different spaces and realize don't just limit yourself in this new season of change to people who just do what you do. I've learned that some of my best mentors were not pastors. They are people in the business sector, people who have an education. So my mentors are in a variety of capacities. We often think my mentor has to do exactly what I do. No, not necessarily. Some of the same skill sets, some of the same things that, that will help you become a better leader are tied to you having people who are high-level thinkers, A-type people, people who are efficient, and people who know how to get things done. That's what change is about. Can you change your level of expectation, change your connections, change your perspective, right? Because that's ultimately what will happen if you're going to be effective. I think also a part of change is really reimagining, you know, like my strategic relationships. Like when you begin to elevate and go to different places, relationships change. They take on different forms and you have to be okay with relationships begin to morph into things that, or more acceptable in where you're going. There's some relationships where you could hang with people every single day and it'd be like that. But then as you continue to move up and continue to have greater expectations placed upon you, you don't have the kind of time to continue to manage those day-to-day kind of things. And so now you'll discover that the more successful you become, the more expectations are living at you. Some of your most significant relationships will be people who understand your cadence and understand you know, what it means to talk once a week or to text here and there, but you begin to realize that these are how high-level people work. They have set times once a week where they get together and have coffee or they Zoom, they do all these amazing things to stay connected, but they don't have time to talk every single day like that because relationships take on different meanings, different forms and shapes. Are you open to that kind of change? Are you open to being able to say that there may be different people in your, in your group People who you never imagined you'd be close to, but now they bring a certain level of value and insight to where you're going. And there may be people who fall out of your group because they don't have the capacity to handle where you're going. And ultimately, it doesn't mean that there are any hard feelings. It just means that you're talking to different languages now. You're motivated by vision and passion, and they're, they're not motivated like you. And it can be incredibly frustrating, right? You've got to surround yourself with people that are highly motivated and are pushing to what you're pushing toward because I think that's really where it begins to happen. The challenge of change is is real. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. The challenge of change is very real. You know, and you're not getting any younger here. You get every day you wake up, it's another day. You never get back. So you don't have time to wait. This is the corporate DM moment. This is the time you have to absolutely maximize the moment. And you have to realize, okay, if I can't stop the change, what I can do is I can make certain I make the change work for me. That I'm going to make certain that I reimagine the revisions I need in my life in order to be effective in every capacity possible. And I think even when you think about your faith, let me speak a word about that because what I've discovered, I'm going to talk about faith and health and how that plays a role, right? Both of those are critical in this idea of change because when things begin to change, your faith and your relationship with God shifts. There's a moment in which, you know, you think about, man, your casual commitment to God and, you know, I love God, but I just don't have so much time. And now through the coronavirus, now you, you you know, God's got a captive audience and it's allowing us to really understand that what Paul said, in him we live and move and have our being, that we need him more now than ever. And your relationship with God begins to change to a more personal, intimate space. It's not just rooted in religiosity, but it's rooted in relationship, right? 
And when you think about that, then you start thinking about taking care of your own self, your own health, and you begin to change your habits and you change your habits, you change your character, right? Because now the things you eat and what you put in your body and how you take more seriously, all those things, they factor in in this season because you're more in touch with your mortality than ever before. COVID-19 adversely affects the African-American community in ways in which that are unprecedented in other particular cultures, right? And so it, it requires, for me, as a leader, I've learned that I've got to make sure that I'm in my optimal health right now. That if I had COVID, I need to be able to fight COVID in optimal shape versus, you know, having a, a variety of health issues that prevent me from overcoming it. The fact is, you know, that I got to make sure that I take care of my vessel, take care of my mind, take care of all the things that are around me, and I got to constantly move in this change because change is coming and it's coming fast. Once you get used to one thing, something else has come. It's like technology. Technology changes once you figure one thing out. Here comes the next thing, right? Which causes you to have to really reimagine, man. Like, how do I stay innovative and how do I stay cutting edge? It means that I keep my, my finger on the pulse of what's happening. I'm reading everything I can. I'm, 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 I'm mastering my, 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 my gift here. I'm mastering the thing that I do so that I know all the different trends and I understand uh, the innovation that's coming so that I can still be relevant. You see, one of the things that I've, I've, I've been very much an advocate of is helping organizations remain relevant. You know, one of the things I've discovered talking to a lot of leaders is that some people don't have a desire to really accept that the world in which we live will never be the same again. They really believe that things are going to go back to normal, the way they were. And unfortunately, as we romanticize a season that would no longer come back, we rob ourselves of the great thing that's going to happen in our future. The fact is, things will never be the same. Like 9-11, things were never the same after that. Some of you remember going all the way to the gate, looking out the window and waving your loved ones goodbye. That was the pre-9-11 reality. But now, since 9-11, the world has changed. Now you're taking shoes off and having to do all this. Why? Because things change. We have to be very clear that the world in which we have lived Things that we have become accustomed to have changed forever. In a post-coronavirus world, how do we accept and adapt to this change in a way that contributes to our longevity and contributes to our relevancy? Organizations oftentimes believe that in holding on to the way things have always been is going to be the best path forward. Unfortunately, you'll find out that you can't put old wine in new wine skins. This is an opportunity to be creative, to take risks, to say, okay, how do we reimagine what this looks like for the future? Because sometimes it's what Rollo May says, the power to create. Sometimes you've got to step out into nothing. You've got to create something. That's the creative act of God, right? Stepping out into nothing and creating something. Maybe in this season, what you're called to do in the change is something that never existed before. Maybe you've been entrusted to do that. It takes courage to do that. Courage to walk in change. Change is not something that's for the fainted heart, man, for wimps. It takes a level of courage to be able to step out and do something nobody's ever done before. Peter walked on the water. And though Peter may have taken his eyes off of Jesus and may he may have fallen in the water and said, Father, save me. One thing that will go down in history, Peter did walk on water. He did something nobody else had ever done before. What is the thing you're willing to do 
that nobody's ever done before? What is the thing that's so burning inside of you that you got to do it and you got to eradicate all the fear and intimidation and step out and just absolutely do it? You see, the challenges of change are real. And I recognize that some of you hear this, you're thinking through, or maybe he doesn't understand my situation or what I'm up against, but I do, like never before, trust me. I've been at a lot of levels of leadership. I've led organizations, still lead organizations, and I've understood what leadership and change looks like, even in personal relationships. I've lost a wife to cancer. I've watched her change in front of my eyes. I watched my whole life change. I've had to reimagine what my life would be like as a widower and then having to move forward and then embrace a new change that was coming with a new family and two beautiful children. Change is real. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. If you're going to be an effective next level leader, you've got to be willing to deal with the challenge of change and not allow yourself to succumb to them and declare that I can't do this and just roll over and die. No. Acknowledge the anxiety that's there. This is real. This is uncomfortable. It's really okay. But in that, be innovative enough to see it as an opportunity that all the things that are inside of you, you've been built for this moment. That's an opportunity for you to create things that you had never imagined. To look at what's essential in your life and begin to say, wait a minute, how do I streamline this? And how do I reset this? How do I work on my money and work on my vision and work on all these things that I can now be more efficient? See, the efficacy of your vision is key. Because you can have a vision, but if it's not efficient, it's not effective, what's the point of it? See, we want to make certain that you are effective in all that you're doing. And we want to make sure that next level leaders rise to the occasion. This is an opportunity right now for next level leaders to stand up and say, I'm going to be innovative enough and courageous enough to step out and do what I know I'm called to do. I'm not doing it for the applause of people, but I'm doing it because I believe that there's a window of time that when change happens, I've got to move in it right now. You know, I am the first to tell you, you bear scars with change. The adversity, the things you have to experience, it can be tough. It's not for the faint heart. But I believe if you will hold on and trust God, and I believe if you will, we talked about last week, believe in your brand and push yourself to this. I believe some extraordinary things are going to happen in your life, in your family, in your business, you can step up, man, and just deal with the challenge of change. Change can actually be your friend. Change allows some things to be reset in your life, reassigned. Change allows you to be able to get a clean slate sometime and finally begin to kind of think through what this next season is going to be in your life, in your relationship with God, your relationship with other people, your vocational relationship. That's what change does. It should be embraced. It should be a welcomed guest. And I believe that's how we're able to be better. And we're able to accept that kind of change. You know, I've seen people struggle with change to the degree that they have become bitter, resentful, all because they felt threatened that the change was going to just literally wipe them out. And that's a great deal of anxiety right now. What's going on in the world? You know, there's an article in the New York Times that says that a third of churches may not survive the coronavirus. Coming out of this, that a third of churches, are you kidding me? That literally, are you saying that 
a third of churches are not prepared to handle because they did not prepare for the change. This is the time now to start preparing, start shifting things to what's essential, and to start saying, listen, we've got to make sure that we are as leaders helping people become more efficient. We've got to make sure in our own personal visions and lives that we are adapting to this, that we are pushing forward to this. That's the series I'm in on Sundays in our church, the anointing of adaptability, right? Because I believe that things have to adapt. It's a part of, you know, I think what, you know, the original species is about. It's about adaptability, right? This is what Dorian is talking about. Owner of the strong survive because they have an ability to adapt to different environments and cultures. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. If you don't learn how to adapt in this season, if you're just so committed to just saying, well, when things go back to normal, then I'm going to be all right. No, what if things never go back and they won't the way they used to be? You have to adapt in this season and you have to learn. If you're willing to reimagine what your business, what your life and everything looks like, I believe as a next level leader, you're going to be effective. I believe you're going to knock it out of the park. I believe that there are visions and things inside of you that have yet to be discovered. And I believe that this season is going to bring those things forth. See, that's what this is about. Understanding what the call and assignment is on my life that I can be effective enough to make it happen, period. That's what we do. So once again, yes, there's a level of anxiety. Own it, embrace it, deal with it. This is an anxious time. A lot's changing. A lot around us is changing. How we eat in restaurants, how we shop, how our children go to school, how we deal with church, it's all changing. And that level of anxiety must be tempered with the idea that we are, we are finite. We are human beings with limitations. But to that point, it is also an opportunity for us not to stay there, but for us to truly see the opportunities that are resident in the midst of the change. To begin to say, if I've drawn up my life on one sheet of paper and all my plans and everything and that sheet of paper that's been ripped out, do I get up and walk away from the table or do I sit down with a new blank sheet of paper and say, all right, let's reimagine what this deal can look like. That's what it really means when you're able to accept and deal with the challenge of change. That's what it looks like when you are a next level leader because you reimagine you are creative enough to not let this crack you but you're able to continue to push forward. That's what it looks like when we do what we do. I challenge you today as a next level leader to heed these words. I challenge you to understand that change is just one of those inevitabilities of life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. It is an equal opportunity employer. Things change. You will be different the next time you hear my voice. I'll be different. Slowly but surely, we're changing. But what I hope and I pray is that you're changing for the better, that you are adapting, you are being creative, innovative, finding opportunities in the midst of it, and you are not lamenting the past. You are not romanticizing the past where you're caught up in paralysis analysis and can't go forward to the thing that you know is in front of you. I believe that scripture that says, eyes have not seen nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for his people. And that's you. That's you. God has something extraordinary in store for your life. Can you see it? Can you envision it? Is it real for you? When it becomes very real to you, it becomes real to everybody else. But you're not chasing what was. 
what you're chasing, what shall be. I hope this has helped you today. I hope you understand that things change. But when they change, next level leaders adapt and they survive it and they push through. You are an amazing leader with an amazing future. And I believe with all of my heart that you were meant to hear this today. Let this be an encouraging word for you that you don't crack in this, you don't succumb to this, but that you shake it off, pull yourself together and view this as an opportunity to create, to push forth the vision that's been resident inside of you. For such a time as this, a next level leader has emerged and I thank God for you. I hope you have been blessed. I hope this has challenged you. I thank you so much for listening today and I pray that you will absolutely overcome the challenge that you have to face, which is called change. But guess what? You can do this because you were born for it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and I want to thank you so much. As change agents, deal with the change and be all that God has called you to be. Until next time, follow me on social media, on Instagram, at Joseph Walker 3. I love to be connected with you. And until next time, you be blessed and be the next level leader you're assigned to be. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting with you.